Section 17 of the Book of Household Management. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Betsy Bush. November 2009. The Book of Household Management by Isabella Beaton. Recipes, Chapter 8, Part 4. Baked Sea Bream. 310. Ingredients. One bream. Seasoning to taste of salt, pepper, and cayenne. Quarter pound of butter. Mode. Well wash the bream, but do not remove the scales, and wipe away all moisture with a nice dry cloth. Season it inside and out with salt, pepper, and cayenne, and lay it in a baking dish. Place the butter in small pieces upon the fish, and bake for rather more than half an hour. To stuff this fish before baking will be found a great improvement. Time. Rather more than half an hour. Seasonable in summer. Note. This fish may be broiled over a nice clear fire, and served with a good brown gravy or white sauce, or it may be stewed in wine. The Sea Bream. This is an abundant fish in Cornwall, and it is frequently found in the fish market of Hastings during the summer months, but it is not in much esteem. Mr. Yarrell's Recipe. When thoroughly cleansed, the fish should be wiped dry, but none of the scales should be taken off. In this state, it should be broiled, turning it often, and if the skin cracks, flour it a little to keep the outer case entire. When on table, the whole skin and scales turn off without difficulty, and the muscle beneath, saturated in its own natural juices, which the outside covering has retained, will be of good flavor. To Dress Shad 311. Ingredients. 1 shad, oil, pepper, and salt. Mode. Scale. Empty and wash the fish carefully, and make two or three incisions across the back. Season it with pepper and salt, and let it remain in oil for half an hour. Broil it on both sides over a clear fire, and serve with caper sauce. This fish is much esteemed by the French, and by them is considered excellent. Time. Nearly one hour. Average cost, seldom bought. Seasonable from April to June. The Shad. This is a salt-water fish, but is held in little esteem. It enters our rivers to spawn in May, and great numbers of them are taken opposite the Isle of Dogs in the Thames. Potted Shrimps. 312. Ingredients. One pint of shelled shrimps, quarter pound of fresh butter, one blade of pounded mace, cayenne to taste, when liked, a little nutmeg. Mode. Have ready a pint of picked shrimps, and put them with the other ingredients into a stewpan. Let them heat gradually in the butter, but do not let it boil. Pour into small pots, and when cold, cover with melted butter, and carefully exclude the air. Time. Quarter hour to soak in the butter. Average cost for this quantity, one shilling, four pence. The shrimp. This shellfish is smaller than the prawn, and is greatly relished in London as a delicacy. It inhabits most of the sandy shores of Europe, and the Isle of Wight is especially famous for them. Boiled skate. 314. Ingredients. Quarter pound of salt to each gallon of water. Mode. Cleanse and skin the skate. Lay it in a fish kettle with sufficient water to cover it salted in the above proportion. 
Let it simmer very gently till done. Then dish it on a hot napkin and serve with shrimp, lobster, or caper sauce. Time. According to size, from half to one hour. Average cost, four pence per one pound. Seasonable from August to April. Crimped skate. 315. Ingredients. One-eighth pound of salt to each gallon of water. Mode. Clean, skin, and cut the fish into slices, which roll and tie round with string. Have ready some water highly salted. Put in the fish and boil till it is done. Drain well, remove the string, dish on a hot napkin, and serve with the same sauces as above. Skate should never be eaten out of season, as it is liable to produce diarrhea and other diseases. It may be dished without a napkin and the sauce poured over. Time, about 20 minutes. Average cost, 4 pence per pound. Seasonable from August to April. To choose skate. This fish should be chosen for its firmness, breadth, and thickness, and should have a creamy appearance. When crimped, it should not be kept longer than a day or two, as all kinds of crimped fish soon become sour. The skate. This is one of the ray tribe, and is extremely abundant and cheap in the fishing towns of England. The flesh is white, thick, and nourishing, but we suppose from its being so plentiful it is esteemed less than it ought to be on account of its nutritive properties, and the ease with which it is digested. It is much improved by crimping, in which state it is usually sold in London. The thornback differs from the truth skate by having large spines in its back, of which the other is destitute. It is taken in great abundance during the spring and summer months, but its flesh is not so good as it is in November. It is, in regard to quality, inferior to that of the true skate. Skate with caper sauce, a la Française. 316. Ingredients. Two or three slices of skate, half pint of vinegar, two ounces of salt, half teaspoon of pepper, one sliced onion, a small bunch of parsley, two bay leaves, two or three sprigs of thyme, sufficient water to cover the fish. Mode. Put in a fish kettle all the above ingredients, and simmer the skate in them till tender. When it is done, skin it neatly, and pour over it some of the liquor in which it has been boiling. Drain it, put it on a hot dish, pour over it caper sauce, and send some of the latter to table in a tureen. Time, half hour. Average cost, four pence per pound. Seasonable from August to April. Note. Skate may also be served with onion sauce or parsley and butter. Small skate fried. 317. Ingredients. Skate. Sufficient vinegar to cover them. Salt and pepper to taste. One sliced onion. A small bunch of parsley. The juice of half lemon. Hot dripping. Mode. Cleanse the skate, lay them in a dish with sufficient vinegar to cover them, add the salt, pepper, onion, parsley, and lemon juice, and let the fish remain in this pickle for one and a half hour. Then drain them well, flour them, and fry of a nice brown in hot dripping. They may be served either with or without sauce. Skate is not good if dressed too fresh, unless it is crimped. It should, therefore, be kept for a day, but not long enough to produce a disagreeable smell. Time. Ten minutes. Average cost. 
four pence per pound. Seasonable from August to April. Other species of skate. Besides the true skate, there are several other species found in our seas. These are known as the white skate, the long-nosed skate, and the homelin ray, which are of inferior quality, though often crimped and sold for true skate. To bake smelts. 318. Ingredients. 12 smelts. Bread crumbs. Quarter pound of fresh butter. Two blades of pounded mace. Salt and cayenne to taste. Mode. Wash and dry the fish thoroughly in a cloth, and arrange them nicely in a flat baking dish. Cover them with fine bread crumbs, and place little pieces of butter all over them. Season and bake for fifteen minutes. Just before serving, add a squeeze of lemon juice, and garnish with fried parsley and cut lemon. Time. Quarter hour. Average cost. Two shillings per dozen. Seasonable. From October to May. Sufficient for six persons. To choose smelts. When good, this fish is of the fine silvery appearance, and when alive, their backs are of a dark brown shade, which, after death, fades to a light fawn. They ought to have a refreshing fragrance resembling that of a cucumber. The odor of the smelt. This peculiarity in the smelt has been compared by some to the fragrance of a cucumber, and by others to that of a violet. It is a very elegant fish, and formerly abounded in the Thames. The atherine, or sand smelt, is sometimes sold for the true one, but it is an inferior fish, being drier in the quality of its flesh. On the south coast of England, where the true smelt is rare, it is plentiful. To fry smelts. 319. Ingredients. Egg and bread crumbs, a little flour, boiling lard. Mode. Smelts should be very fresh, and not washed more than is necessary to clean them. Dry them in a cloth, lightly flour, dip them in egg, and sprinkle over with very fine bread crumbs, and put them into boiling lard. Fry of a nice pale brown, and be careful not to take off the light roughness of the crumbs, or their beauty will be spoiled. Dry them before the fire on a drainer, and serve with plain melted butter. This fish is often used as a garnishing. Time, five minutes. Average cost, two shillings per dozen. The smelt. This is a delicate little fish, and is in high esteem. Mr. Yarrell asserts that the true smelt is entirely confined to the western and eastern coasts of Britain. It very rarely ventures far from the shore, and is plentiful in November, December, and January. Baked Soles. 320. Ingredients. Two soles, quarter pound of butter, egg, and bread crumbs, minced parsley, one glass of sherry, lemon juice, cayenne, and salt to taste. Mode. Clean, skin, and well wash the fish, and dry them thoroughly in a cloth. Brush them over with egg, sprinkle with bread crumbs mixed with a little minced parsley, lay them in a large flat baking dish, white side uppermost. Or, if it will not hold the two soles, they may each be laid on a dish by itself, but they must not be put one on the top of the other. Melt the butter, and pour it over the whole, and bake for twenty minutes. Take a portion of the gravy that flows from the fish, add the wine, lemon juice, and seasoning. Give it one boil, skim, pour it under the fish, and serve. 
Time, 20 minutes. Average cost, 1 shilling to 2 shillings per pair. Seasonable at any time. Sufficient for 4 or 5 persons. To choose soles, this fish should be both thick and firm. If the skin is difficult to be taken off and the flesh looks gray, it is good. Boiled soles, 321. Ingredients. Quarter pound salt to each gallon of water. Mode. Cleanse and wash the fish carefully. Cut off the fins, but do not skin it. Lay it in a fish kettle with sufficient cold water to cover it, salted in the above proportion. Let it gradually come to a boil, and keep it simmering for a few minutes, according to the size of the fish. Dish it on a hot napkin after well draining it, and garnish with parsley and cut lemon. Shrimp or lobster sauce and plain melted butter are usually sent to table with this dish. Time. After the water boils, seven minutes for a middling-sized sole. Average cost. One shilling to two shilling per pair. Seasonable at any time. Sufficient. One middling-sized sole for two persons. Sole or cod pie. 3.22. Ingredients. The remains of cold-boiled sole or cod, seasoning to taste of pepper, salt, and pounded mace, one dozen oysters to each pound of fish, three tablespoons of white stock, one teacupful of cream thickened with flour, puff paste. Mode. Clear the fish from the bones, lay it in a pie dish, and between each layer put a few oysters and a little seasoning. Add the stock, and when liked, a small quantity of butter. Cover with puff paste, and bake for half hour. Boil the cream with sufficient flour to thicken it. Pour in the pie and serve. Time, half hour. Average cost, for this quantity, ten pence. Seasonable at any time. Sufficient for four persons. Soles with cream sauce. 323. Ingredients. Two soles. Salt, cayenne, and pounded mace to taste, the juice of half a lemon, salt and water, half a pint of cream. Mode. Skin, wash, and fillet the soles, and divide each fillet in two pieces. Lay them in cold salt and water, which bring gradually to a boil. When the water boils, take out the fish. Lay it in a delicately clean stewpan, and cover with the cream. Add the seasoning, Simmer very gently for ten minutes, and just before serving, put in the lemon juice. The fillets may be rolled, and secured by means of a skewer, but this is not so economical a way of dressing them, as double the quantity of cream is required. Time. Ten minutes in the cream. Average cost. From one shillings to two shillings per pair. Seasonable at any time. Sufficient for four or five persons. This will be found a most delicate and delicious dish. The sole, a favorite with the ancient Greeks. This fish was much sought after by the ancient Greeks on account of its light and nourishing qualities. The brill, the flounder, the diamond and Dutch plaeus, which, with the sole, were known under the general names of passeries, were all equally esteemed and had generally the same qualities attributed to them. Filleted soles a l'Italienne. 324. Ingredients. Two soles, salt, pepper, and grated nutmeg to taste, egg and bread crumbs, butter, 
and juice of one lemon. Mode. Skin and carefully wash the soles, separate the meat from the bone, and divide each fillet in two pieces. Brush them over with white of egg, sprinkle with bread crumbs and seasoning, and put them in a baking dish. Place small pieces of butter over the whole and bake for half hour. When they are nearly done, squeeze the juice of a lemon over them and serve on a dish with Italian sauce. See sauces. Pour it over. Time. Half hour. Average cost. From one shilling to two shillings per pair. Seasonable at any time. Sufficient for four or six persons. Whiting may be dressed in the same manner and will be found very delicious. The flavor of the sole. This, as a matter of course, greatly depends on the nature of the ground and bait upon which the animal feeds. Its natural food are small crabs and shellfish. Its color also depends on the color of the ground where it feeds. For if this be white, then the sole is called the white, or lemon sole. But if the bottom be muddy, then it is called the black sole. Small-sized soles, caught in shallow water on the coasts, are the best in flavor. Fricasseed Soles 325. Ingredients. Two middling-sized soles, one small one, half a teaspoonful of chopped lemon peel, one teaspoonful of chopped parsley, a little grated bread, salt, pepper, and nutmeg to taste, one egg, two ounces butter, half a pint of good gravy, two tablespoons full of port wine, cayenne and lemon juice to taste. Mode. Fry the soles of a nice brown as directed in recipe number 327, and drain them well from fat. Take all the meat from the small sole, chop it fine, and mix with it the lemon peel, parsley, bread, and seasoning. Work all together with the yolk of an egg and the butter. Make this into small balls and fry them. Thicken the gravy with a dessert spoonful of flour. Add the port wine, cayenne, and lemon juice. Lay in the two soles and balls. Let them simmer gently for six minutes. Serve hot and garnish with cut lemon. Time. Ten minutes to fry the soles. Average cost for this quantity, three shillings. Seasonable at any time. Sufficient for four or five persons. How soles are caught. The instrument usually employed is a trawl net, which is shaped like a pocket, of from 60 to 80 feet long, and open at the mouth from 32 to 40 feet and three deep. This is dragged along the ground by the vessel, and on the art of the fisherman in its employment, in a great measure depends the quality of the fish he catches. If, for example, he drags the net too quickly, all that are caught are swept rapidly to the end of the net, where they are smothered and sometimes destroyed. A medium has to be observed in order that as few as possible escape being caught in the net, and as many as possible preserved alive in it. Fried Filleted Soles 326 Soles for filleting should be large, as the flesh can be more easily separated from the bones, and there is less waste. Skin and wash the fish, and raise the meat carefully from the bones, and divide it into nice handsome pieces. The more usual way is to roll the fillets after dividing each one in two pieces, and either bind them round with twine, or run a small skewer through them. Brush over with egg, and cover with bread crumbs. Fry them as directed in the foregoing recipe, and garnish with fried parsley and cut lemon. When a pretty dish is desired, this is by far the most elegant mode of dressing soles, as they look much better than when fried whole. Instead of rolling the fillets, 
they may be cut into square pieces and arranged in the shape of a pyramid on the dish. Time, about ten minutes. Average cost from one shilling to two shillings per pair. Seasonable at any time. Sufficient two large soles for six persons. Fried soles. Ingredients. Two middling-sized soles, hot lard or clarified dripping, egg, and breadcrumbs. Mode. Skin and carefully wash the soles, and cut off the fins, wipe them very dry, and let them remain in the cloth until it is time to dress them. Have ready some fine breadcrumbs and beaten egg. Dredge the soles with a little flour, brush them over with egg, and cover with breadcrumbs. Put them in a deep pan, with plenty of clarified dripping or lard, when the expense is not objected to, oil is still better, heated so that it may neither scorch the fish nor make them sodden. When they are sufficiently cooked on one side, turn them carefully and brown them on the other. They may be considered ready when a thick smoke rises. Lift them out carefully and lay them before the fire on a reversed sieve and soft paper to absorb the fat. Particular attention should be paid to this, as nothing is more disagreeable than greasy fish. This may be always avoided by dressing them in good time and allowing a few minutes for them to get thoroughly crisp and free from greasy moisture. Dish them on a hot napkin, garnish with cut lemon and fried parsley, and send them to table with shrimp sauce and plain melted butter. Time. Ten minutes for large soles. Less time for small ones. Average cost from one shilling to two shillings per pair. Seasonable at any time. Sufficient for four or five persons. Soles with mushrooms. 328. Ingredients. One pint of milk, one pint of water, one ounce butter, one ounce salt, a little lemon juice, two middling-sized soles. Mode. Cleanse the soles, but do not skin them, and lay them in a fish kettle with the milk, water, butter, salt, and lemon juice. Bring them gradually to boil, and let them simmer very gently till done, which will be in about seven minutes. Take them up, drain them well on a cloth, put them on a hot dish, and pour over with a good mushroom sauce. See sauces. Time, after the water boils, seven minutes. Seasonable at any time. Sufficient for four persons. Sprats. 329. Sprats should be cooked very fresh, which can be ascertained by their bright and sparkling eyes. Wipe them dry. Fasten them in rows by a skewer run through the eyes. Dredge with flour and broil them on a gridiron over a nice clear fire. The gridiron should be rubbed with suet. Serve very hot. Time. Three or four minutes. Average cost. Four pence per pound. Seasonable from November to March. To choose sprats. Choose these from their silvery appearance. As the brighter they are, so are they the fresher. Sprats fried in batter. 3.30. Ingredients. Two eggs, flour, bread crumbs, seasoning of salt and pepper to taste. Mode. Wipe the sprats and dip them in a batter made of the above ingredients. Fry of a nice brown, serve very hot, and garnish with fried parsley. Sprats may be baked like herrings. See number 268. Dried Sprats 331. Dried sprats should be put into a basin and boiling water poured over them. They may then be skinned and served, and this will be found a much better way than boiling them.
the sprat. This migratory fish is rarely found longer than four or five inches, and visits the shores of Britain after the herring and other kinds of fish have taken their departure from them. On the coasts of Suffolk, Essex, and Kent they are very abundant, and from four hundred to five hundred boats are employed in catching them during the winter season. Besides plentifully supplying the London market, they are frequently sold at sixpence a bushel to farmers for manuring purposes. They enter the Thames about the beginning of November, and leave it in March. At Yarmouth and Gravesend they are cured like red herrings. Baked Sturgeon 332. Ingredients 1 small sturgeon, salt and pepper to taste, 1 small bunch of herbs, the juice of half a lemon, quarter pound of butter, one pint of white wine. Mode. Cleanse the fish thoroughly, skin it, and split it along the belly without separating it. Have ready a large baking dish in which lay the fish. Sprinkle over the seasoning and herbs very finely minced, and moisten it with the lemon juice and wine. Place the butter in small pieces over the whole of the fish, put it in the oven, and baste frequently. Brown it nicely and serve it with its own gravy. Time. Nearly one hour. Average cost. One shilling to one shilling six pence per pound. Seasonable from August to March. The sturgeon. This fish commences the sixth of Linnaean order, and all the species are large, seldom measuring when full-grown less than three or four feet in length. Its flesh is reckoned extremely delicious, and in the time of the Emperor Severus, was so highly valued by the ancients that it was brought to table by servants crowned with coronets and preceded by a band of music. It is an inhabitant of the Baltic, the Mediterranean, the Caspian, and the Black Sea, and of the Danube, the Volga, the Don, and other large rivers. It is abundant in the rivers of North America, and is occasionally taken in the Thames, as well as in the Eske and the Eton. It is one of those fishes considered as royal property, it is from its roe that caviar, a favorite food of the Russians, is prepared. Its flesh is delicate, firm, and white, but is rare in the London market, where it sells for one shilling or one shilling sixpence per pound. The sterlet is a smaller species of sturgeon, found in the Caspian Sea and some Russian rivers. It also is greatly prized on account of the delicacy of its flesh. Roast Sturgeon 333. Ingredients Veal stuffing, buttered paper, the tail end of a sturgeon. Mode. Cleanse the fish, bone, and skin it. Make a nice veal stuffing, see forcemeats, and fill it with the part where the bones came from. Roll it in buttered paper, bind it up firmly with tape, like a fillet of veal, and roast it in a Dutch oven before a clear fire. Serve with good brown gravy or plain melted butter. Time. About one hour. Average cost, one shilling to one shilling sixpence per pound. Seasonable from August to March. Note. Sturgeon may be plain boiled and served with Dutch sauce. The fish is very firm and requires long boiling. Estimate of the sturgeon by the ancients. By the ancients, the flesh of this fish was compared to the ambrosia of the immortals. The poet Marshall passes a high eulogium upon it, and assigns it a place on the luxurious tables of the Palatine Mount. If we may credit a modern traveller in China, the people of that country generally entirely abstain from it, 
and the sovereign of the celestial empire confines it to his own kitchen, or dispenses it to only a few of his greatest favorites. Matalat of Tench, 334. Ingredients. Half pint of stock number 105, half pint of port wine, one dozen button onions, a few mushrooms, a faggot of herbs, two blades of mace, one ounce of butter, a teaspoonful of minced parsley, thyme, one shallot, two anchovies, one teacupful of stock number 105, flour, one dozen oysters, the juice of half a lemon, the number of tench according to size. Mode. Scale and clean the tench, cut them into pieces, and lay them in a stewpan. Add the stock, wine, onions, mushrooms, herbs, and mace, and simmer gently for half hour. Put into another stewpan all the remaining ingredients but the oysters and lemon juice, and boil slowly for ten minutes. Then add the strained liquor from the tench, and keep stirring it over the fire until somewhat reduced. Rub it through a sieve, pour it over the tench with the oysters, which must be previously scalded in their own liquor, squeeze in the lemon juice, and serve. Garnish with croutons. Time, three-quarter hour. Seasonable from October to June. The Tench. This fish is generally found in foul and weedy waters, and in such places as are well supplied with rushes. They thrive best in standing waters, and are more numerous in pools and ponds than in rivers. Those taken in the latter, however, are preferable for the table. It does not often exceed four or five pounds in weight, and is in England esteemed as a delicious and wholesome food. As, however, they are sometimes found in waters where the mud is excessively fetid, their flavor, if cooked immediately on being caught, is often very unpleasant, but if they are transferred into clear water, they soon recover from the obnoxious taint. Tench stewed with wine. 335. Ingredients. Half pint of stock number 105, half pint of Madeira or sherry, salt and pepper to taste, one bay leaf, thickening of butter and flour. Mode. Clean and crimp the tench, carefully lay it in a saucepan with the stock, wine, salt and pepper and bay leaf. Let it stew gently for half an hour. Then take it out, put it on a dish and keep hot. Strain the liquor, and thicken it with butter and flour kneaded together, and stew for five minutes. If not perfectly smooth, squeeze it through a tammy, add a very little cayenne, and pour over the fish. Garnish with balls of veal forcemeat. Time, rather more than half hour. Seasonable from October to June. A singular quality in the tench. It is said that the tench is possessed of such healing properties among the finny tribes that even the voracious pike spares it on this account. The pike, fell tyrant of the liquid plain, with ravenous waste devours his fellow train. Yet howsoever with raging famine pined, the tench he spares, a medicinal kind. For when by wounds distressed or sore disease, he courts the salutary fish for ease. Close to his scales the kind physician glides, and sweats a healing balsam from his sides. In our estimation, however, this self-denial in the pike may be attributed to a less poetical cause, namely, from the mud-loving disposition of the tench, it is enabled to keep itself so completely concealed at the bottom of its aqueous haunts, that it remains secure from the attacks of its predatory neighbor. Stewed Trout, 
336. Ingredients. Two middling-sized trout, half onion cut in thin slices, a little parsley, two cloves, one blade of mace, two bay leaves, a little thyme, salt and pepper to taste. One pint of medium stock number 105, one glass of port wine, thickening of butter and flour. Mode. Wash the fish very clean and wipe it quite dry. Lay it in a stew pan with all the ingredients but the butter and flour, and simmer gently for half hour, or rather more, should not the fish be quite done. Take it out, strain the gravy, add the thickening, and stir it over a sharp fire for five minutes. Pour it over the trout and serve. Time. According to size, half hour or more. Average cost. Seldom bought. Seasonable from May to September, and fatter from the middle to the end of August than at any other time. Sufficient for four persons. Trout may be served with anchovy or caper sauce, baked in buttered paper, or fried whole like smelts. Trout dressed a la Genovese is extremely delicate. For this, proceed the same as with salmon number 307. The Trout This fish, though esteemed by the moderns for its delicacy, was little regarded by the ancients. Although it abounded in the lakes of the Roman Empire, it is generally mentioned by writers only on account of the beauty of its colors. About the end of September they quit the deep water to which they had retired during the hot weather, for the purpose of spawning. This they always do on a gravelly bottom, or where gravel and sand are mixed among stones, towards the end or by the sides of streams. At this period they become black about the head and body, and become soft and unwholesome. They are never good when they are large with roe, but there are in all trout rivers some barren female fish which continue good throughout the winter. In the common trout the stomach is uncommonly strong and muscular, shellfish forming a portion of the food of the animal, and it takes into its stomach gravel or small stones in order to assist in comminuting it. End of section 17